This is Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. We have another great episode today of Change for Your Dollar, where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life. I'm your host, John Putnam. Hey, everybody. I hope you are doing well today. We've got a great episode around the topic of generosity, but it's going to be an interesting look at it from a story from my childhood that I hope will not only be encouraging to you, but also I hope it'll be empowering to you. But before we get into the topic of today, I was just looking back at the past number of weeks. Gosh, these weeks, these podcasts just seem to be blowing by so quickly. And my prayer is that that it is giving you new insights and inspirations about your money and your faith and the plans that God has uniquely for you and the resources that he has put in your hands. And if you're finding encouragement here and inspiration here, I hope you would subscribe so you never miss an episode. And as always, maybe this topic is meaningful to you, but as you're hearing it, you're thinking of a friend or a family member or somebody at church that you believe this topic may be of interest. And I would just love it if you would share it with them. And remember to visit changeforyourdollar.com for any resources that we've had in the past and any that we're talking about today. All right, let's jump into today's topic around a little story that has inspired some big generosity. All of us give one way or another. It could be something small, like a friend that just needs to borrow a couple of bucks to get a cup of coffee, or maybe you have very strategic giving every year, or Maybe it's through your tithe to your church or through your offerings to other ministries and organizations that you feel God is leading you to give. Maybe it's not just your money, but also your time or your giftedness, because the list goes on and on. But here's what I want you to think about today. Where did you learn this from? Where did you see it happening? Did you read about it? Did you see it somewhere? Or is it just a natural gift that you feel like you've always had? Or maybe it's some or all of those examples. But I want to share today a story of one of the ways that I learned about generosity. As you know, I grew up on a farm. Uh, My mom and dad, my four brothers, and it was a really cool place to grow up. A lot of hard work, but a really cool place to grow up. Now, mom and dad are no longer with us. Uh, They passed away a couple of years ago. Dad passed away at 94. My mother passed away at 91. Dad was a successful executive for a trucking company, and my mother was a school teacher until she took a break to spend all of her time trying to raise five boys on a Black Angus cattle farm. And you couldn't be around mom and dad long unless you observed them watching the needs of others. Our friends, our family, our community, those in the church in need, you get the point. They just had a way of staying aware about the needs of others. Well, we had a huge vegetable garden each year. It was mom and dad's pride and joy. To be totally honest, (laughs) full disclosure, 
It was sort of the bane of my existence. I mean, daily, not just me, my brothers too, we melted in the summer sun and humidity, wiping away the sweat, the bees, the wasps. But not only did this not phase my parents as we all worked in the garden, they seemed to love it. They could not get enough of it. I was standing with my dad in his later years. We were leaning up on a fence that we had built, my brothers and I, with my dad years before. It was sunset. The field was green. It was a beautiful setting. It was absolutely as poignant a moment as it sounds, let me tell you. I'm sure you can envision the sight. You can envision what it looked like. And I asked dad about his love of the land and the outdoors and He just gazed out over the field. He didn't turn to me. He just looked out over the field and he just said this, son, I never wanted the sun to go down. Man, that says it all. He loved having his hands in the dirt. He loved being out in God's creation on the farm, in the land with the cattle, you name it. He never wanted the sun to go down. All right, now back to our big garden. Well, with all the vegetables that came out of our garden, of course, there were always more than we needed, so mom canned many of the vegetables. The vegetables, though, just seemed to multiply every day, (laughs) sort of like the rabbits and the deer who we tried to keep away from the vegetables. They were always there. I have vivid memories of carrying these large trays of tomatoes and vegetables to our basement cellar with dozens and dozens of vegetables on them. Now, look, I, I like a good tomato sandwich as much as the next guy, but they knew exactly what they were doing. And I also knew when the brown paper shopping bags came out of the closet that mom was packing them for all of the overflow of tomatoes, corn, okra, green beans, crowder peas. And that was specifically to give away to friends and those that they believed were in need. Okay, as you can probably imagine, as we packed these vegetables in the bags on a Friday or a Saturday night, we would go visiting, quote unquote. This is where we would just put all these bags of vegetables in the trunk of the car and off we would go driving around, seeing people for 10, 15, 20 minute stops. And this was not on the top 10 list of a 12 year old boy who just spent most of the day in the garden. But I gotta tell you, these memories are etched in my mind. The smell of the vegetables in the car and the memories of those deliveries and the smiles and the thankfulness and the great conversations that happened at every stop. My parents loved the farm and the garden, but I also believed that they used it well because that's what God had put in their hands. And that's exactly what they did. Mom and dad used what they had in their hands to fulfill what God had in his heart. They loved the farm, they loved the garden, and they used it well. In hindsight, I don't think mom and dad were intentionally trying to teach us to be generous. I believe this was just who they were. They were thoughtful of others, they were open-handed, and they were generous. They were just doing what they knew that they were supposed to do and what they wanted to do and what they had the opportunity to do. 
And the fact that my brothers and I had a front row seat to their generosity, their thinking, their attitude, it may have entered their mind, but we never really talked about it that way. It wasn't until years later, and it really didn't click in my mind until then, that I learned the basic lessons of generosity in a garden. Now, let's continue in full disclosure. Don't get me wrong. The life we observed, you know, it's not always green peas and gardens and butterflies. Look, my parents' story, just like every family's story, required a lot of the same things in the garden. It took hard work, discipline, it took focus, and obviously sometimes we dealt with the occasional tears. But it was a Jesus-filled love story, and they reaped a harvest of joy. And as I shared, I'm sure that shepherding the opportunities, the farm, the large family, dad traveling, it was a lot to steward. The last couple of years of my mom's life, she was mostly confined to a bed, except for short periods of time. And when I would stop by to visit, I would often see these little vases of flowers sitting on this adjustable table by my mom's bed. And the nurse would tell us how dad would walk outside with the pocket knife that he kept in his pocket all the time. And he would clip a few buds from a flower bed or even a wildflower and bring them in to mom. I've watched him do that for decades, little tiny acts of kindness and generosity. It not only showed love for our mom, but also for his generous heart and the awareness that he had for the needs of others to help others. He was always thinking that way. So was mom. I would call it a very unique empathy that I saw even in the quiet moments and these small details. They were married 67 years, and even though with the tough health challenges at the end of their lives, their love and generosity continued to inspire all who had the privilege to witness it. Proverbs 22, 6 instructs parents to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And looking back over our lives, I can see four specific traits in my mom and dad that are still affecting me today, and I want to share those with you. Trait number one, they were intentional. Mom and dad built a garden, obviously bigger than it needed to be, because they knew that they would have plenty for us, but also plenty to share. And oh, by the way, plenty of work to keep five boys busy and out of trouble. Trait number two, they were practical. They used what they had. They used what the ground gave them, and they shared from what was in their hands. Guys, we can only give from what we have, not from what we hope to have. Trait number three, they were sacrificial. The garden took their most valuable asset and our most valuable asset, which is time. As a coach, and I'm talking with families, it always seems that time is the most valuable resource. You can always make more money, but you can never make more time. And I watched my mom and dad give their time away so generously, not just in the garden and the farm, but in their work and in the community and in the church. 
And trait number four, there was repetition. In the garden season of spring and summer and early fall, we did this day after day, week after week, summer after summer. Now, it may not have been too much fun for a 12-year-old boy growing up and my brothers, but the lessons are forever ingrained in the memories of five grown sons. Maybe gardening is not your thing, but where are you working? Intentionally, practically, sacrificially, and repeatedly in your generosity? And are other people observing you in this? I don't mean to be seen, but I mean to inspire. Are you regularly training each other? Your kids, if you have a family, your extended family, your friends, your neighbors, Are you including them in your generosity? Are you inviting them in to your journey of generosity as you reflect the love of Christ, your love for each other, and the love of your neighbor? My question today for you is simple. Could someone learn about generosity from only watching you? Are they learning to love being a service to others? Learning to love what it looks like to have a servant's heart. Learning the feeling and unique perspective of being poured out like wine and broken bread. But let me pause here just for a moment with just a word of caution. It is a fine line between desiring to serve and be a servant versus being seen in your generosity. So I would just wanna encourage you to check your motive using prayer and scripture, because when we get our heart and our mind right, then God can take it and do incredible things with small acts of generosity. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be grand. If you take a little intentionality, a little practical focus, some sacrificial time and resources, and repetition, you mix them all together and you have everything you need to start your own garden of generosity. You've been listening to Change For Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change For Your Dollar, where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.